cash for first home buyers. It can be a myriad, very confusing and almost a little bit of a trap. You've got to be careful. You've got to know the first home buyer grants back to front. So we're going to explain them to you this morning. Stay tuned. Good, 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 good. Cold. Freezing. It was worse today than yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, I could see my breath when I walked outside. You said it was six degrees yesterday morning when you Where got I out. Was, yeah. yeah, I came outside because I checked because I was getting into the car like this. So bad. What is this? There you go. Part of the studio. Um, now, uh, first home buyers. Yeah, I thought it could be a good topic just because, um, I think last week we were talking about how, from my experience, only info I knew is that there's potential to maybe get 10 grand towards buying your first home, but all the ins and outs are so confusing and the information's hard to find. So it would be good to condense it all and have all the facts ready. Jess, you're a bit of a super nerd. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Highly intelligent. Um, you struggled finding all the information. Yeah. And I I love, like, researching and looking up things. I'm generally pretty good at it, and the information was hard to find. It doesn't seem like it all sits in one place. It's a little bit over there, a little bit up there, a little bit down there. It sits everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And finding the information that's reputable. Plus, then the next step after that is finding how you apply and how you actually get whatever assistance you can. But first step, just finding the information is hard enough. Now, this is going to be embarrassing. I would I would say that if you had a real estate agency full of realtors, I reckon half of them in the agency will not even know, or maybe even two-thirds will not even know the back to front of first home buyer grants and that's leaving money on the table these people are advocates of real estate in the industry they can't even advocate because it's so hard to try to find this information yeah i know crazy and it's because it's hard to find if it's not accessible then people don't know what's out there so let's educate everyone. And guys, it's a live show. Uh, it's about first home buyer grants. Ask any questions. There is no such thing as a silly question. Throw the questions out at us. Um, also going to talk a little bit about what ScoMo is doing with first home buyer stuff as well. Uh, special yep. good morning to um, uh, everyone um, this morning. Ben, good morning. Sean, good morning. Paul, good morning. Jonathan, good morning. Luke, good morning. Michelle, good morning. Uh, you guys are all legends. So if you've got any questions, guys, fire away. Ben's found a cracking tax break in relocating for work. You can claim stamp duty, agent fees, etc. if moving for work. That would be good uh, even to run a show on that. Let's have a talk with you off air, Ben. Um, yeah. That's sick. 
And um, and another Ben, Ben Braisic. How are you, legend? Oh, he's a good man. Okay, now let's talk about this. Let's go, Jess. You got all the information. Fire away. Excuse if I'm looking down. I've got some notes as well, just so that I don't don't say the wrong thing and I make sure everything's correct. Um, so the yep. first thing I want to talk about was the first home buyer um, super. It's called the first home buyer super saving scheme. Um, so at the moment. This is up to $15,000 in one um, lump sum that you can take out of your super to, to go towards um, purchase your house deposit. So you can do that twice. So that's 30 grand in total. The reason people would do this is for tax savings because you won't have to pay tax on it. So if tax sits about 30% and you take out the full 30, um, 30 grand, you would save about $9,000. Speak to your accountant. That sounds right to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and so <clears throat> ScoMo's at the moment out there spruiking um, that you're going to be able to use your super. You already can use your super. He's making it a couple of degrees easier, but it's got to be one of the most under-utilised um, um, ways to, to get a deposit together. I would say, I would dare to say... In two years that it's been out, I haven't met one person that's using their super to purchase and it's been out for two years. I didn't even know initially that you could do it. So it's not it's not talked about. People aren't, don't know it's there and they don't know it's an option. But ScoMo, the, um, he was suggesting making it either 40% or 50K that you can take out. So at the moment it's 30K. So it would be increasing by almost double. Okay, nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Necessary. I think it's I think it's bloody clever and bloody brilliant if it comes to fruition. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jonathan they'll say there's popular commentary, the first home buyer, uh, simply raise prices for properties. Yeah. I think I think they, I think that would be true. That would be true. Um yeah. They, when a first-time buyer buys, they push the next person to the next price range and they push the next person to the next price range. Um, look, I think for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Uh, you've nailed it, Jonathan. That's probably one of the equal and opposite reactions. But I do have to say that's the byproduct of getting um, people into their own homes early um, to invest in their future. Uh, it's technically investing into their retirement as well because they're going to have money to spend in their retirement then um, that's the way it is. Um, so it's probably a probably a necessity. Um, ben, uh, I find it unfair. The super opportunity is available for first-home buyers. Why can't everyone access this, but you can only use it once? Um, pretty good idea. I reckon, yeah. that, I reckon that's – I like it. I yeah. like it because, you know, I think even there's a particular age where you just bloody need it. Um, and, you know, I think probably under 40, it's too small of an amount to do anything with. Uh, yeah. And then over over 40, it's chunky enough that you can do something with it. Um, so it's clever that um, that you can use it through all ages. So I, I think the average first home buyer is around um, 30 years of age um, yeah, in, so. in New, South, New South Wales. So... Um, I know we've said cash for kids this morning and have, having a bit of a, a stoke about getting um, young people um, cash for, for buying property, but it's um, 
I think, Ben, you may even find that the um, the vast majority of these first-home buyers are going to be a little bit older anyway. Um, sure. Okay, what else you got for us? So the next one is the first home buyer assistance scheme, which is um, the one that gives you assistance for stamp duty, um, which means so there's different brackets. Under a certain bracket, you don't pay any stamp duty, and then over a certain bracket, you pay um, a discounted amount. So if you're purchasing a property or land, also purchasing a property under 650K, you pay no yep. stamp duty. If you're purchasing land under 350K, you pay zero. Um, the yep. next bracket is from 650 to 800, 800, and that's where it's discounted. And same with the vacant land up to 450, it's discounted. So another opportunity, it'd be a little bit more difficult on the Northern Beach. It's not impossible, but still achievable um, to be able to claim that discounted stamp duty amount. So this incentive excites, offends people as much as it excites people. <laughs> Um, and and I and and I, I I'm always having this conversation that people are going like seriously, what the hell am I going to buy for under six hundred fifty thousand in DY yeah. in any of the surrounding suburbs? I've lived here all my life. I don't want to buy out of the area. I des- I should be able to. I, I did. I deserve to work hard, save a stamp duty, and buy uh, save money and buy something area, but I can't afford what I want to live in. It's one of those things, though, that if you, no matter where you buy, your property is still going to increase in value over time. If you can stretch it out and you can purchase elsewhere, maybe, and then continue living where you are by living with family, renting, whatever you can do, and then keep that as an investment, you can still claim the stamp duty relief and still have an investment, but maybe leave it as an investment and not live in there and then reap the rewards later. Clever. But you do have to leave the property. Well, and I, I think it's a, I think it's a, um, I think it all starts with the name of a first home buyer grant. Um, I think that's misleading to first home buyers, where it leads them down one garden path, whereas you don't necessarily have to go down that garden path. Yeah. Why I'm saying that is exactly what you just said. Um, you don't think I can. You think I have to live there my whole life, maybe forever or five years or 10 years, whatever that may be, but you don't. So there has to, I think you have to be in there within the first three to six months of the life of, um, of the property. Um, if you can make that sacrifice, if it's out of the area, um, yeah. if it's only a studio um, um, that you, you get into, then you get out and then you rent what the hell you want. But, the big news is you paid no stamp duty on your purchase. I One of my friends has just done this in a property in Wollongong. And for her, she it was great. She just got to study and she lived in Wollongong. She had to do the commute when she had to do the commute. But now she's got this asset which is ready to go and she's lived there long enough to qualify. Um, but she just had to, you know, travel for a little bit of time. So, okay, so on that one, rolling out of that one, guys and girls, remember, it's a first-home buyer incentive. It doesn't have to stick with – you don't have to live in the property forever. You can buy an investment property with your first-home buyer um, grant, but you just must live in it 
the first three to six months, showing a clear intention to live in the property. So that's, I think there's a bit of magic there that if, if little Johnny wants to get into DY, he can buy a one better, he can get into DY, he can live in there a short time, and then he can get out of there and go and rent him what he wants two better, what he wants three better, share house with friends, back at home with mum. But people tell me they want their, their child to get into an $800,000 two better, and I'm saying to them, why are you leaving stamp duty on the table? It is $30,000 you are leaving on the table. If you do not take it, you will not get it in, in your life. Take it yeah. and buy it one better. It's 5% of the purchase price. Yeah, totally agree. Oh, frozen a little bit. Mark, can you hear me? Frozen, Mark. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one is the first home buyer's grant, um, which I'm sure everyone's heard of. This is the $10,000 you can have to pay towards your deposit. Again, you have to live in the property and there are a few things that qualify you. Um, but again, it's money on the table. That's there for you to claim. It's a bit of paperwork, but you can get money from the government to help you. It's there. It's there. Now, that $10,000, my understanding, it's got to be brand new. Um, so, I've got the – it has to be new or substantially renovated. Um, yeah, new or substantially renovated. So, not necessarily a brand new home. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's yes. cool. That's cool. What else we got? So um, the last one is that there's the home loan deposit scheme. Um, this is a new one where they, the government has said that as a first home buyer, you have the capacity just to pay a 5% deposit. Um, and then with this as well, you don't have to pay lenders mortgage insurance. And the government, yeah, the government will go as your guarantor instead of having to pay for the insurance. It's my favourite. Um, <laughs> this is... This has got lots of hooks and turns in it, this one. Um, it's hard for people to understand. Best way I can put it is there's a hidden penalty that you must pay if you don't have a 20% deposit. Yes, the banks will give you a loan if you've got a 5 10 or 15% deposit, but they will charge you LMI as a penalty. It's called mm -hmm. Lenders mortgage insurance and it can be a fortune and they will loan it in they will roll it into your loan for you yeah this gets away from lmi completely this is uh, just would you know what lmi would cost on a on a typical property i couldn't find um couldn't find the info it was again very tricky so to give you an idea guys uh, I would estimate that an average Aussie with a little deposit, it would be spending between 10 and 20 grand on LMI. Um, so much so, not only would they be paying LMI money for jam, nothing, um, but it would be the difference between not even being able to get the loan. So our friends in government are honouring up to 20% without LMI um, if you've got the capacity to um, to get to get to to heavy lifting, get the loan. Um, if this is huge, to give you an idea, a property of six hundred thousand, 
that means you only have to come up with 5%. That means you only have to come up with 30 grand. So little Johnny can buy a unit with $30,000. And again, don't forget on the other one, doesn't have to pay stamp duty. Don't forget on the other one, can use his stamp, can use his super um, as a mechanism for a deposit. Um, a few tips and tricks to that. But there's they, the government's just is really trying hard here. Yeah. And even with that 30 grand, you may get another, te- if it's a newly renovated apartment, you might get $10,000. So you only actually need the $20,000 to buy the apartment. Yep. Yep. Which for a lot of people that are 19, 20, that's their trip to Europe that they go on when they leave school. Now, I do have to talk about um, trips to Europe. You can do both. Yeah. You can do the, the myth. The myth where people say, impossible, you know, I'm going to have to choose between the fantastic holiday or the property. You do not. All you have to do is get your priorities right. Get the deposit together, get the property, go for a trip, enjoy it, rent the property out. And just have foresight in, like, it might take, if you choose to do that trip straight away, I did that, it it will take a little bit longer to save the money for the deposit, but that's fine. As long as you have the foresight and you're not just blowing it every single day. A little money away a day makes a huge difference. Love it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a show. It was a big show. Um, Jonathan, how, how do those our living rules apply on empty blocks? They don't, and the government considers that, accepts that, approves that. Uh, if, if first-time buyers are buying blocks of land um, or house and land packages, um, you're sort of okay as well. Everyone, thank you so much for your support today. Jess, what are you going to say before we go? Have a good day and don't stay warm. Redheads feel the cold more. Today is going to be a rough day for me. It's gonna to be tough. Yeah. Well, I, I like it though. I'm a bit of a wind, I'm a bit of a winter person. Hey, uh, Ricardo's got a big, a big whopper comment for us. Like we can't leave without reading it out. He spent the time to, uh, to write it in there. Can you read it for us, Jess? Yeah, there are a few variables here to consider regarding LMI. Obviously, size of deposit and the lender you go with, as it varies. As some lenders use Genworth and others use QBE. LMI um, isn't an upfront cost, it's an added to a loan amount, so higher a payment slightly over the life of the loan, but it can be very good product if you aren't eligible for the schemes. That man knows what he's talking about. Yeah. That's a mic drop moment on that one. Mate, thank you very, very much for that, Ricardo. That's good, great to clear that up. And uh, Paul, have a great day. Everyone, enjoy. Jeff, thank you for doing the show with us. Thanks. See you later. Have a good one. Enjoy the beautiful weather. See you later.